Hello and welcome to another episode of Reading in Bed Extracts with me, Amanda Steele. And today I'm going to be reading an extract from a book called Hong Kong Rocks and this is written by Peter Humphreys and I'll tell you a little bit about the book. Hong Kong Rocks is a story set in an alternative past. In part a whodunit with the who and the it constantly in doubt. At the centre is a group of dissolute, middle-aged expatriates who are held more or less upright or let fall by surer, stronger women. Disillusion, however, has its consequences. In contrast with either the newly founded Deportation Act or two cross-border goons, or both, and as this tale reaches its finale, we cannot but agree with the narrator that Hong Kong is hotting up. So here's the extract. Prologue. Perhaps you don't know the way people kill themselves on Chen Chow. Let me enlighten you. They check into a quiet hotel or hired room with some barbecue coals. They have a last drink, cigarette, or whatever else they may have enjoyed in this life. And then, having sealed the doors and windows, light the charcoal and wait patiently to die. This is why most hotels and hired rooms will only accommodate guests in pairs. The theory being that no two people bonded by an inclusive room rate and unlimited seafood would want to slip away together in such a way. And perhaps they're right. When I was a happily married man, barbecue calls were an existential menace only when taking an eternity to heat up during summer networking events on the roof of our apartment block, thereby delaying the greeting, eating and double kiss departures to such an extent that my will to live was occasionally threatened. My estranged wife never seemed to mind. Lennox has a need to feed and nourish people, and no desire to make them disappear, even though she ends up despairing of. In contrast, I wonder how my Hong Kong friends put up with me when I reveal so little of my inner life to them. Not that I am alone in this regard. Scattered across the islands of Hong Kong with a small band of antisocial individuals of my acquaintances who exist outside the world of bankers and lawyers in which Lennox and I were first initiated. These inveterate expatriates of varying degrees of respectability represent the flotsam and jetsam of a long-receded empire which little remains but the common language the world has chosen to document its own demise. But now I'm depressing myself, why so glum? I suppose it's the white lie I've just used while checking in. Mr and Mrs Powell, first names, Nick and Lennox. That's right, Lennox. L-E-N-N-O-X. Yes, it's an unusual name. My wife will be joining me later. You can ask her about it then. In our top floor room, I pluck a miniature whiskey from the drinks tray on the dresser and raise a tiny bottle to the suitcase in the corner. Then I go out onto the balcony and look down at Tung Wan Beach. Not a bad turnout for a Saturday afternoon in early spring. A group of grinning teenagers flop and roll off a circular dive platform within the bobbing circumference of the shark net. Family units try to give Dad a well-earned rest from work until the urge to bury him overwhelms them. Rain clouds hang over the skyscrapers across the water. We've been luckier on this side of the territory today. The bright red macaw 
hydrofoil emerges from the gloom and prepares to bypass Chiangchao. On its way to the former Portuguese colony, it moves at a rate of knots, but if you are in a real hurry, you can take the helicopter that appears to fly directly into the sunset. Soon there will be a bridge linking Hong Kong's special administration regions. Nothing stops progress here. Escape routes are plentiful, but all lead somewhere else. I turn to the smaller, less touristy beach, beyond the windsurfing club, and beside the mini Great Wall. The last outing we made together, Paul, Frank, Fenton and myself, was to the bar on the beach to watch the New Year fireworks at a respectable distance. I wonder if the lads will miss me. One of the first things Frank said to me when I met him at the Yellow Brollies three years ago comes to mind. Living abroad, you're always on the edge of a precipice. How right he was, no backup, no support. Not that you can assume the locals have it any easier. The owner of the beach bar had one day watched his father kayak into the spray, never to return. So that's the end of the extract, and if you want to read the whole book, you can buy it on Amazon, and I'll be posting the links in the write-up. So tune in next week for another episode. We'll be back with some insane poetry. So tune in for that. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.